Welcome, everyone, to the Shaman Tribe. I'm Dr. Jared McCullough and Todd Moraz with me. Todd Moraz here. Yeah. And so for those that are new to the group, um, last year, we didn't do it every time, but we we, we've been trying to do a podcast where we introduce the topic that we're discussing that week at the uh, that month at the Shaman Group. And this way we can through the podcast, you can kind of get the information, learn what we're kind of be talking about. And then if you have questions or comments or stuff, you can take those with you when you come to the group. And then we can cover all of that in the discussion, kind of reviewing that lesson and then get a little deeper into it. Is that sound about right, Todd? Mm, that sounds like a correct group? summary. Yeah. Okay. Um, so today we're going to be introducing, um, a video that uh, it's only 15 minutes long. Uh, we're going to stop it here and there just to kind of get a little deeper into it. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a video done by Jason Gregory. It's off of YouTube and he is um, just a, he's a young guy, but he's really good in his understanding of the Tao and putting it in a description that is much easier to understand and kind of see how it applies but I really like, um, you know, the title of this because it's like the natural human becoming who you're born to be. I love the title because, again, I think there's this a hu- there's huge pressure on us as men and humans in general to continue to grow, reach our potential, do all these things. Um, and we're not taught how to just be grateful and content. Yeah, contentment with who we are and where we're going. There's this massive pressure that if you don't fulfill your potential, then you're a disappointment in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That you've wasted your life or, Oh, you could have done this. And I, and I've noticed this creeping up a lot lately, you know, especially we, I don't know if it was my generation or we did it to our kids, but this idea, you can be anything. Oh, I definitely had some of that conditioning. Yeah. And so, What's interesting is I find this, and, and I've spoken to like first generation Asians about this concept because they find it very interesting, especially how depressed we are here in the Western world. <laughs> but just this, this, uh, so one story, uh, you know, uh, one doctor shared with me growing up in China, you know, working out in a field with her family and one day the government comes through and tests all the kids in the village she tested very high very intelligent and so she was sent off to the schools right and so very early on in her life she knew she was she was told she was going to be a doctor and she was training for all of that uh went through all that and so basically every decision in her life as far as her career where she would work when she would work all these things are made for you and so she didn't have much choice, you know, in, in throughout, throughout her life and her career. So she ended up uh, immigrating to Canada and uh, majority of the patients she would see were these kind of white depressed women. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, why are they so depressed? They got so much here. There's so much abundance and time talking with them and learning. She came to this conclusion that it's, they're paralyzed by the choice and the expectation and the fact that they could be anything or do anything and that just obsession with this multitude of options just shut them down and they just feel like well i can't fulfill all of that right and it just caused this deep depression because they couldn't decide what what amazing thing they were supposed to accomplish or achieve and choosing between the two all of them was so difficult and so on and so she remarked that this doctor that, you know, with her life, the choices that she had in her life were all the important ones, you know, family, friends, hobbies, right. community, connection, you know, all these things. She had abundance of choice on those things. But when it came to, you know, career and who was supposed to be, you know, that was always decided for her. So she never stressed or worried about those things in her life. Right. And where, you know, we're here with these you know depending on how hard you work these endless options to be this or achieve that and it 
really is an unhealthy obsession in the West to continual growth, achieving all these things. And I find that is so ingrained in us from our upbringing and society and so on that uh, we find that if we don't work for that, then we're being lazy or we're slothful, we're wasting ourselves or, you know, all of these negative things when um, really that's not who we are. We're not, you know, we're not a really a reflection of what we do. Yeah. We're more a reflection on how we live and how we treat others. I think that's far more important. But Yeah. Um, so anyway. Well, and just to add to that just mm-hmm. real quick, you know, the, the other thing about these choices that, that came to mind was they're, they're not limitless choices either. Mm-hmm. In most cases, it's you, you go see the career counselor, you, you, you know, there's just these little buckets or, or this little, you know, container of choices. And we're not taught or encouraged to actually seek our creative real selves. And like you were alluding to with that comment just mm-hmm. now, it's, it's reaching into yourself and figuring out who you are to be what you should be and like the natural human. Yeah. Coming back to your actual creative path of, of who and what you really truly are inside. And that, that part gets lost in this whole, you know, choose this, but only this. Yeah. There is no mm-hmm. other, you know, other choices, right? Like I even think of your story. I mean, you started out on one path and you're like, nah, nah, nah that's not for me. That's, that was a choice made for me that I don't want to do. Yeah. Right. And then you ended up becoming a doctor of Chinese medicine, which is super ass cool and creative. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's got, I mean, it's just such a different choice from where you were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But uh, anyways, yeah, let's hear the video. Okay. Let's take a look at this. Uh, everyone should be able to hear. We will put a link in the description of the podcast and the email for everyone on where to go watch the video. Some of the greatest leaps for humankind will be taken when we face the dire dilemma that bind us to a mechanistic world. Drastic measures are needed to reorient our awareness back toward the natural world of the cosmic unfolding. From a sage's perspective, the answer to humanity's plight is not how do we rid ourselves of these unnatural systems, but instead, How radical are we willing to be? Taoist teaching emphasizes that if we understand the spontaneous function and unfolding of the universe, Tao, then we will not fight this process. If we live effortlessly with Wu Wei, the natural harmony of the cosmos will prevail. We cannot eradicate the established governmental apparatus by governing more. This was one of the major differences between Confucianism and Taoism. Confucian ideology built a strict system whereby one should govern one's life, both within and without, in accord with its philosophy. Lao Tzu, on the other hand, would have deemed this perspective absurd, because the fundamental aspects of any external form of governance, control, force, and a search for power, actually put one out of sync with the natural harmony of the universe. Okay, I think this is really interesting. So it's contrasting the two main views in Asian thinking. Right. And so the the majority, you know, especially within China, you've got the, you know, the birthplace of Taoism, but also of uh, Confucianism. And Confucius, again, you know, had this idea that, well, there's a right way to live and manage everything. And so everything was written down and the rules for how to run a city and a community and people and so on. It was, it was this idea that we can create this perfect way to live with the right rules and that'll fix everything. But Taoism is the exact opposite of this idea that, well, one, we don't even understand what it is to, what we're supposed to, what we are going to control and that controlling it is the exact opposite of how everything works. Exactly. And, so to really um, embrace and follow the Tao, it's letting go of that need to control, that need for an outcome, the need for a goal, the need for um, you know there being the right way mm-hmm. to do things. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's really interesting, kind of right off the bat. As a result, we feel as if we do not belong here. To govern is to control. 
and control is built from the experiences of the past and a plan for the future. Nature in all its glory is locked out, which is why a different system of government cannot be the way out for us. If we can be sincere and live in Uwe, we will allow the course of Tao to run its path back into harmony through our own non-action in regard to the dilemma at hand. So I think this is really interesting because it's this idea that you can't, you know, govern more to fix government. You know, like government won't fix more government, more rules. And again, this is something that everyone's starting to see on both sides, right? Whether you're on the left or right, people are like, we want less government. And that's the idea of Taoism. And what's really interesting, like the birthplace with Taoism in ancient China is you would have these like loose based communities that, um, you know, work together under the concept of Taoism. And then there started being like cities, kind of small city states of people that believed, oh no, Taoism should be this way or Taoism should be that way. So they started like codifying and making it into a religion and then just caused all this war and fighting amongst all these cities and these groups. So they were like, to try to make Taoism or the way of the universe or nature, you know, try to define it and control it and give a, you know, this perfect way to live it is what ruins us and nature. You know, to you can't control nature, you can't control humans. And so it's this idea that, you know, oh, if I work harder, if I achieve these things or become a leader or get in government, I'll make the difference, I'll make the change. And, you know, it's you following that same system, you know, like that thinking to solve a problem with that wrong thinking won't fix it with the same wrong thinking, you know. Right. So it's kind of letting go of this idea that um, I can fix it, I can change it, I can control it. And that's why we have big government, is this idea that, oh, well, we can't trust anyone, so we have to have all these rules and control. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll let him continue. Solutions and protests do not change anything because they are still reacting out of human conditioning and seeking to control life. To govern is to control, to control is to destroy life, and this is what needs to be reversed through the way of nature and wei. Human beings have the intelligence to comprehend the nature of wei, yet many people do not have the knowledge of wei naturally through their experience, unlike all other organisms, which would seem to jeopardize our claim to being the most intelligent species on the planet. To seek refuge from these unnatural systems, we need to understand nature itself. The organic pattern of the individual, Li, is our innate nature driven by De, virtue. Nature, then, has no relationship to force, control, or power. The order and pattern of nature is not a forced order, as nature is not bound by external influence or control. The Taoist term for nature is the Chinese Zitran, which means that which is spontaneously of itself. When a natural organism is in harmony with all life, it grows of itself spontaneously. Zitran can only arise of itself without external compulsion. Zitran is the essence of the yoking process found within the spiritual core of many religions, and especially in the origins of Chinese and Indian wisdom. When we withdraw from our conditioned perception of reality, we come back into nature and grow spontaneously in harmony with all other components of life. What would So this idea that when we sever ourselves from the man-made systems that we create to, because again, we create them for control. Yeah. We created money for control, you know, bartering worked quite well, but when people wanted to make more and more money, then we get into creating currency, which is a man-made thing that we all buy into and we all believe in. It's one of the greatest, uh, you know, uh, 
um, Con cons of all time yeah. that we buy into this, that this paper thing has value when it has no value, but we, through our belief and our systems, create that value for it. And so the more systems, more religion, more rules, more government, more morality, these things aren't going to make us feel more connected to nature because nature isn't controlled and definable and finite. No, nature is just is. Yeah. And it's in balance. Yeah. I, I think it's like, you know, this idea that we think we're the smartest animals, but all we got to do is look out in nature and you're like, they look at peace. They look happy. They know they'll die. They know if they get sick, they may be left behind. All these things, but that's nature. It's not good or bad. No. It's just how it is. And we've created this concept of right and wrong yeah. to control. Because, oh, no, but that's the wrong way to do it. Well, why? Well, because I said so, or my sky daddy, or my book, or, you know, I'm the king. Do what I say. All of these things, we create these rules where I think, and he gets into it a little later on with morality, so I'm not going to dig too much into that. But, you know, really, when we're looking for ways to find that peace and reconnect, like it's, connecting with nature with our meditation it's inside it's us right and, and you've experienced that connection at times like it, it's not forever right but no. that taste yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um you know i whether it's just walk down to the river and put my feet in i mean it's it's just an immense feeling just to be there in that moment and just not have the phone not be connected to all that as as uh as the uh speaker says um mechanization I mm -hmm. think was the word he used and yeah. it's me mechanized the world yeah and, uh, yeah it, it, honestly it's so about balance today i was speaking with uh with a fellow at work about um emotions and we've talked about this at the tribe quite a few times about um you know feeling into your emotions and understanding that there is no negative or positive emotions and and then the trump card with the joy mm-hmm because you always read this in these yeah. little memes. Oh, I want happiness and joy. Yeah, I like joy. You know, once a week maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> too much joy is too, yeah. is too much, right? But uh, but it's that balance, and and that balance can come from within. And when we start connecting to nature, because that's mm -hmm. what we are. Yeah. You know, and and you do feel it if you go out and you mindfully look at it, and you take a moment. Mm. Yeah. I, I I find I feel it every time. I mean, I'm struggling. We have a lot of plans for the future and I, you know, and I think to myself, you know, I just love to walk around barefoot in my backyard after work. Like it's one of my new favorite things to do. Yeah. Just, awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's good, good. All right, let's continue here. And if we let go of control, when we leave the animal, plant and mineral kingdoms alone, they continue to grow and prosper without any interference. What would happen then if we left people alone? From the perspective of traditional Taoism, if we left people alone to follow their own passions and interests, harmony would prevail within community, no matter how large or small. If there were no interference from the external world, people would follow their natures, because passive obedience would no longer be a way of life. We would no longer feel the need to obey unnatural organizational patterns, because in following our own nature, we would begin to harmonize with other people and the environment. So I like that because it's, you know, we've, <clears throat> our system has created um, the concept that you have to, you know, that someone can own land. So then we have to work for, to, you know, rent or buy a little piece of land to live on our food, clothing, everything. You know, we've, we're trapped in these jobs that aren't, you know, our passion or our purpose or you know something that we really enjoy and that kind of like disconnect that unnatural like you know uh trapped feeling in in that position you know creates a lot of the the illness and the imbalance and you know uh, stuck emotion that people are feeling today you know 
they're not able to just freely follow their heart and you know, their mind, you know, to the things that bring them joy. They're, you know, told, oh, no, you have to either do these things or you have to have this job to survive and do these things where I'm sure, you know, if there was more choice, yeah, we all will always need to work. But the thing is, is we will work because we want to. We'll yeah. work, and the things that bring us joy will. But that, uh, yeah, to to break free from that is very interesting. Like he continues, oh, sorry, I'll... when we leave life alone, Tao runs its natural course, and all aspects of life come into order without seeking order. Superficially. This perspective may be incorrectly perceived as anarchy. But there is a major difference. Anarchist motives are driven by what they oppose. On the other hand, the sages who understand Zidran just follow their own nature without any concern for institutional or organizational power because they are content to let such things run their course. So you're not so the anarchist is fighting against the system against mankind they're trying to break it down they want to burn it all down and start all over and create another system <laughs> exactly yeah. whereas the Taoist is well i know the system doesn't work i'm just not gonna buy in or let it you know harm me i'm gonna you know kind of like spiritually and emotionally disconnect from it we still gotta live within the system currently but you're not trying to tear it down because you know you can find that peace internally and your connection to nature and you know living your life rather than feeling controlled by the system. Well, coming back to more government, making more government, more rules, making more, and you know the anarchy is just tear down this one and replace it with that one. So yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just funny. It's interesting because like one of his, his one video where he talks about, you know, the ultimate act uh, that we all need to practice to find that, you know, that peace and to find Taoism is minding our own business. And that we don't, right? Because we either want everyone to believe what we do or we want to stop what they're doing because it doesn't agree with our religion or... Our our agendas. Yeah. And, and... If we all would just mind our own business and focus on our own passions and understand that people need space to be able to do their passions, they need um, to just be allowed to be themselves and do their things, you know, that would kind of melt away those divisions and, you know, a lot of the pain that we cause ourselves because we're constantly, you know, selling ourselves this, that dream or that nightmare of you know what conditioning is supposed to be what the world is supposed to be and 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 be like and what we want it to be and that fight internally if that expectation how should it be and it never is causes so much suffering by grasping onto that concept you know of how the perfect world should be or how the perfect government should be or religion or whatever but you know Taoism believes and you know this idea that if everyone just minded their own business and focused on their own passions then we would eventually be able to get to a place where we would just be able to exist with one another without having to control one another I don't know is that a utopian concept well as it sits in today's world, yeah, I would say yes. But yeah. And maybe at this time it is. That's what I mean. Because I don't yeah. think it's something that happens overnight. It's something that gradually can happen. But I do think that kind of mindset can bring anyone peace in this moment and kind of help them disconnect from the chaos of the system to find that peace in nature and you know yeah no it's it's definitely a focal point when i'm feeling like that Mm -hmm. because i'm in the system a lot like most of us and um yeah i i really really come back to to the thought of being connected to everything and everybody's connected and you know and 
taking it one step further is, you know, throwing love at it, a lot of love and, and just gratitude and just trying to come back to that contentment of here I am, I'm in this spot and, and it is what it is as far as this whole capitalistic and mechanized world we live in and, and this, you know, reaching for these goals that are made, made by rules that really don't make a lot of sense for mm-hmm. our natural flow with the planet. Yeah. And I know we're not probably again maybe this is utopian but as it sits today we're not going back to horse and buggies if that was even good i don't know maybe the horses were pissed off (laughs) but but you know what i mean we're we're probably not eliminating cars and planes and stuff anytime you know yeah today but um but the idea of us being connected to that level where we're just everybody's just kind of with the land and and working together and not yet working together like we Mm -hmm. don't all have to be you know, talking all the time and, and creating crews. I mean, where it makes sense, let's create a crew. Yeah. But, you know, get things done together, like, yeah. you know, and just become one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, that's, that's something that brings me back all the time, yeah. back to a very peaceful, content spot. I try to do it. I mean, I'm human. I'm yeah. not perfect, but. Yeah. Good. It works. Love it. All right, let's continue here. An anarchist is still distracted by external influences. So if the world is thrown into anarchy, then the motive destroys the project. Nature is as it is and can have no motive, nor is it a project to embark upon. Tao can never be induced, as its principle happens spontaneously of itself, Zidram. Anarchy is an attempt to induce Tao so as to bring about a real order through an intellectual, artificial decision to abandon the ways of society. Though anarchy in some sense is a step in the right direction, it is not a suitable method for liberating the world because it cannot avoid having an agenda. The Russian evolutionary theorist Peter Kropotkin understood this subtle difference between anarchy and Zitran. Kropotkin postulated that if we were to leave people alone to follow their own nature, a real social order and true government would emerge out of the current system. His theory is almost a carbon copy of the Taoist Zitran. Its depth is equal to the thought of a sage. Yet his political theory was called anarchism, labeled Kropotkin's anarchy, so that many people could conveniently put it in a superficial context and believe they understood it. As radical as Kropotkin's theory may appear, it is this trust in people's nature that will bring about a true, harmonious government out of the ashes of a dying culture. This is in alignment with Lao Tzu's wisdom. The true government, according to the Taoist perspective, is the communal power that we attain when we trust one another sincerely to live our own lives without interference. Okay, there's the huge thing right there. Mm -hmm. Like the key is trust, trusting the nature of others. The thing is, we're not in nature. We're disconnected from nature. We're in the system. And that's why we don't trust each other. Because it's not natural. No. It's not right. It's Our system is competitive, yeah, cutthroat. Cut it's yeah. all about who wins, makes the most, yeah. all of this. And that cr- pulls us out of our natural state and puts us in this like toxic, confused, you know, um, imbalanced state. Which then our behavior because of that need to succeed or make money or survive whatever right and the foundations of that system pull us out of nature into the point where we can't trust one another and and we've seen that increase recently over the last three four years right yeah between covid and trump and you know the convoy all these things where people don't they only trust their bubble and so they want everyone else to change everything to change so everyone's you know believing the same things as all them on their bubble and on the internet whatever it be the right or left right right they want everything else to change they want to force everyone to believe this or do that but then that's the exact opposite and how do we now transition from this distrust to trust like is it do we actually have to get out of this system or to just understand the difference you know to wake up 
to that dream, that toxic dream that's going on and say, hey, no, I'm going to dream another dream. I'm going to dream. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust in the natural nature of man. And it's just really interesting because now just as other things come to my head, there's this really famous scripture in the, the Book of Mormon, so the Mormon faith. And it's like, you know, the natural man is an enemy to God and has been since the fall of Adam. Wow. And so wow. this, this idea that just like a man connected with nature, you know, the natural, the born man is this evil thing. But when you think about it in religion, that's what they want you to think, that you are unnatural, that you are sinful, that sinful. you are, and you need this control. You need mm -hmm. this God, this system to complete you to help you find peace and without it you're screwed yeah and that's why jesus hasn't shown up for over two thousand years because that's not how it works <laughs> he's waiting for everyone to become a taoist no <laughs> but that once we disconnect from that system and trust in each other's natural nature that's when it'll all fall into pieces you know and in, in, and how is that going to happen is it going to happen like slowly through our evolution over the next you know, thousands of years? Or is it going to happen because the system blows up and we have to rely on each other and reconnect with nature to survive? And, you know, one or the other eventually, yeah. it's going to happen because as we evolve and grow, we change, you know, and we're becoming, you know, we're, we're recognizing that the system is harmful. And people are looking for other options now. They're looking outside of religion and outside of politics for answers and peace. And, you know, again, that's why we offer this, this group. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. This is the duh of the collective, or we could say social virtue, because true government is only realized when we have given up the power to govern. In giving away our power, we gain the sort of power that we truly want, which is beyond our control. In the same way that we give our power of virtue away to get a real virtue beyond virtue, we give our power to govern away in order to get a real government beyond government. Life is governed when we leave the world alone to be what it will be. This is the paradox of life, although it confuses our linear, logical view. In the classical Taoist text left behind by Zhuangzi, known simply as the Zhuangzi, he profoundly articulates this teaching. I have heard of letting the world be, of leaving it alone. I have never heard of governing the world. You let it be for fear of corrupting the inborn nature of the world. You leave it alone for fear of distracting the virtue of the world. If the nature of the world is not corrupted, if the virtue of the world is not distracted, why should there be any governing of the world? Long ago, when the sage Yao governed the world, he made the world bright and gleeful. Men delighted in their nature, and there was no calmness anywhere. When the tyrant Che governed the world, he made the world weary and vexed. Men found bitterness in their nature, and there was no contentment anywhere. To lack calmness, to lack contentment, is to go against virtue and there has never been anyone in the world who could go against virtue and survive for long. In going against our nature, Zitran, we not only destroy ourselves, but we also contribute to the annihilation of the human race. The government we have created out of our insecurity and irresponsibility has to come to an end, or we as a species will succumb to the fate that all parasites experience. The big okay, it's just I love how you use the word parasite. Yeah, I did too. But I've heard others use cancers, other this overgrowth of normal because normal cells do their job. They don't overproduce. They don't make anything sick. They just carry on because they're connected to the natural, you know. But in our bodies, when we start introducing unnatural things, you know, or, you know, added hormones or. Uh, plastics, uh, too much stress, all these things, you know, that trigger cancers is when the cells have this, like, you know, that the, they become imbalanced, they're overstimulated and they, you know, 
produce too much. Same with a parasite, you know, and, and for humans, when we obsess on trying to control the world and making it do what we want and getting as much money or power out of it as we can has, you know, put us in a position where we are no longer balanced with the universe. Right. And now we are these parasites or these destructive beings, you know, um, and it's, again, if we continue on this path of thinking that, you know, our systems and our smarts and our technology can solve all our problems um, without looking at how nature can influence it. Because I do think technology is fine and all those things like, but it's following nature to solve these problems and to kind of, you know, be a little more content with what we have that will po prolong the human race. But if we, you know, we can look at the path we're going down and we're going to make it very difficult for future generations to try to survive. It already is getting harder and harder. Yeah. How many young people I hear, it's just, I don't know where I'm ever going to get money for a house and yeah. all these stressors of how am I going to live? And, um, you know, I was thinking about this, uh, this movie that I watched called the lost shaman. Mm -hmm. And it's a story about this young man who again, came from a very affluent family. Both parents are doctors or psychologists or something very well educated. A uh, young man was going to Stanford, you know, had, good at sports, like just everything the guy touched was gold, finished high school at 16 kind of guy, super gifted, smart young man. And he went to Stanford and I think he lasted about two years and he started going a little bit wonky, um, mental health. He was, uh, he was starting to, uh, get so deep that he was starting to contemplate suicide so he went through all these different treatments even to the point of going to an institution and getting all the electro shock stuff and i started thinking about you know the technology when you said that and i was thinking about these little devices you can get and wear on your head that are supposed to calm you down and everything and i just i started thinking about electric thought shock there why am i, mm -hmm. I not say sh electro shock therapy yeah. wow I don't know. anyways um and it's just, you know, now we're, like you said, will technology solve everything? Um, yeah, no, I don't think those are natural ways to connect. I don't think mm -hmm. those are natural ways. So in the end, what happened was he, uh, while he was in this institution, he read about, well, of all things, ayahuasca. So he heard that that had healing elements. And again, I don't want to turn this into a plant medicine discussion, mm -hmm. but he went to Peru and he finally found a shaman and he worked with the shaman for four months. And yes, there was ayahuasca ceremonies, but there was also this huge plant medicine diet and a lot of time where he was kind of left to his own devices to sit and contemplate and think. And there wasn't a lot of human interaction and he really connected and he came back and he just, he didn't care about any of that because he just found this whole connection into nature, into the planet. And he just felt very happy and content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a little story I want to yeah. relate. So yeah. I, it's just how powerful that connection can be, I think, is the point of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to, you build that connection over time. Yeah. Spending time in nature, more time there, meditation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a practice. Disconnecting. Yeah. question yeah. yeah. we need to ask is, how do we take steps to sincerely trust others and let them live life as they choose? If we can leave people alone, then the world will naturally heal its wounds and begin to grow in harmony with the Tao. But none of this is possible if we have not confirmed the reality of Zitran within our own being. Even though the wisdom of Uwei and Zitran have existed since the time of Lao Tzu, there has always been only a small minority who are sincere in bringing peace into their hearts and the hearts of others. Most humans, on the other hand, resemble a leader of a nation who parades around proclaiming peace through forcing war upon the world. Such insanity exists because individuals' versions of peace are built on their own agendas and attuned to their conditioning, which is incorrectly identified as pleasure. Many people will not admit this because they are still identified with the seals and veils of conditioning. In such a state, we are like a tree that is continually pruned to grow straight and rigid. But our nature can never be straight and rigid because we are eternally connected to the Tao, which is beyond name and form. Even the hypnotic feeling of straightness and rigidity arises out of the Tao, 
although temporarily, like a wave in an ocean. We can only leave people alone to live their own lives if we are sincere in our own introspection and willing to discard the conditioning that clouds our unity with our brothers and sisters. When we are sincerely humble, so kind of like we have to trust ourselves and the Tao in order to start trusting others, mm-hmm. you know, and that, because again, it's interesting because I always come back to this. You're like, but everyone's like, but what if someone's going to harm your family? Or what if this is happening? Or what if this is going to, you know, take your home or steal, you know? And it's just like, it's getting back to that idea of why are we judging every situation? Yes, this may appear bad right now, but, you know, what's coming of it? What's the answer? What's the, you know, what's its connection to the wider picture? You know, down the road, this may, you may look back and think, oh, I initially I thought that was a terrible thing, but it turned out to be really good. And again, again, you're trying to control the outcome in your life. Mm-hmm. When you decide that something is good or something is bad, then there's the good outcomes and the bad outcomes and you're trying to control your future and your life and the Tao. And that's what, again, that, those, that thinking and that action further disconnects us from it. And then we feel more and more lost and alone and so on. So it's, it's that continual practice of just trusting the Tao that it knows what's best. It's all going to work out. I don't have to judge or you know, force anything. And if it works out and these things happen, great. Mm-hmm. And but I'm not going to pound my head against the wall trying to go in one direction and make one thing happen and just allow things to happen. Yeah, and for some people that may be a lot to think about. Yeah. And, and you know, and I just like to touch even from, from last month when we, well, I guess it's still this month, but our last tribe, we, we talked about resiliency. And with practice, as we said before, connecting with nature, even connecting through this this mentality of Tao, um, you know, that that really is a skill that you can work on. And it's just something that you just be mindful about and you catch yourself doing it more and more and more. And you start mm-hmm. actually feeling that feeling like, oh, that's really just the way it's going to be. And yeah. that's OK. That's my path. That's yeah. that's what's put in front of me. And if it's a storm coming your way, it it kind of is maybe meant to be there to clear some air and give you a new path that might be just absolutely and probably will be absolutely wonderful and right for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, that connection to Tao and, and that connection to nature and, and just the life force of, of this planet and, and where we're at um, is, is I, I find the more I connect, the less that, I mean, that stuff bothers me more than it ever did, the whole world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But I'm also able to disconnect from it more and more and more the more I connect to the Tao. Mm-hmm. So even though it bothers me that all this is happening and that yeah. I'm a part of it and yeah. I'm playing the same game everybody else is to a degree, when I step out of it and when I'm actually, a lot of times now when I'm in it, I'm, I'm in this mode where I'm very connected because I've, I've practiced. And it's, I'm just saying this because this is possible for anybody to start connecting to this with a little bit of practice mm-hmm. and you'll build that resiliency and you can see yourself through these storms and see that these storms are actually meant to be there for your growth, your learning and, and part of, of your path. And that's okay. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Free from agendas. We nourish and secretly transform the world again through not seeking to transform it. A sage has no agenda and this brings spiritual oxygen into the world. We all have undergone various sorts of conditioning and we all have the same physical and emotional states. So we can sympathize with the rest of the world which suffers as a result of the same hypnosis as ours. On the other hand, if we are all inherently the same, we also possess the same qualities that a sage lives by. The I Ching demonstrates through a complex system of 64 hexagrams how a small piece of the puzzle can transform the whole system when that small piece allows for change, which puts it back in accord with the Tao. This is to be thought of psychologically. The change in the small piece wears away the edges of its rigid hardness and softens its nature, which is a metaphor for a human allowing the ever-changing universe to soften his rigid conditioning into humility. When this process takes place, Zitran, nature, and virtue, De, bring the light of heaven, Tian in Chinese, into the world through the uniqueness of an individual's Li, organic pattern. 
The I Ching incorporates Taoist. So it's so interesting because this idea that every time you're faced with something that you want to control, uh, and you know, like buy another system on when we recognize that, oh, I'm grasping, I'm trying to control, I'm trying to do this. Each time we recognize that and reconnect with the Tao, it's kind of smoothing us over, you know, <laughs> like breaking down that conditioning and that, um, you know, brain prediction pattern of I always respond this way, I always do this, you know. And in, so over time, it's, it is changing us. And as it softens us and reconnects us more with the Tao, then, you know, that light, that energy, that peace of heaven, whatever you want to call it, it, you know, it shines through for us. We talk about this in many faiths, right? This idea that, you know, if someone is truly, you know, kind and compassionate and there, you can feel that energy and see yeah. that light in their eyes, that spark. And I've met people like that a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it's that connection to the Tao, you know, being in that space that allows us to, you know, not only feel it ourselves, but help others, you know, connect, you know, like that. Because uh, it's not about, and again, it's the system is telling us we need to profit off that experience where the Tao is saying, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to get up and tell everyone you've had this experience. You don't have to go out and try to convince someone, you know, or try to change them or convert them or whatever, you know. If people ask or you're just sharing, no big deal. But we want to either commodify it or <laughs> turn right. it to a religion or whatever, these experiences, and then we disconnect right away from those experiences. And so it's just trusting the process and just, you know, going through that experience on your own and trusting others is the only way that this can, you know, spread in a healthy way. You know, it's not through creating a religion or a new system and trying to force everyone into that. It's just trusting your own path, letting yourself walk it and trust that everyone else is going to find theirs eventually. And that is so opposite to everything we know right it's like so opposite we have to find this right answer this right path and we're just going to show everyone this is it this is the way to do it this is the perfect way for weight loss or the perfect way to treat cancer or the perfect way to find your you know and everyone writes a book about it and they all battle and fight over what is right and well, what's, what's <laughs> incredible too is they write those books and they do these programs and all this stuff and then a couple of years down the road, they do part two, how you can further improve yeah. the perfect yeah. the perfect world. Like, yeah. well, wait a second here. Didn't I have the perfect system already? Mm -hmm. And now you've made it better? Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. Now it's the eighth habit. <laughs> <laughs> I found another. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, it's just funny because it just feeds into its own system all the time with yeah. that capitalism side, mm -hmm. like that, that mentality of, yeah. of better, more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger. Rather than just looking to nature as the example of balance and trying to model yourself that way or just following it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Mm to intellectually and spiritually verify the reality that a single drop of water in an ocean causes a ripple effect, especially when that droplet is purely reflective and transparent. Zitran is a predominant principle in the I Ching. For example, when a small piece begins to grow spontaneously of itself, it will have an effect on the whole system, which in time will compel the whole to follow suit which brings one into accord with the Tao and as a result affects the whole. In observing nature, sages such as Lao Tzu discovered that every organic system grows out of another system whose current state no longer serves its position in life. This is the natural process of growth, death and rebirth. The organic world does not discard the old, but instead grows slowly out of the old into a new state. The organic world builds upon old because everything in life serves its purpose. Anarchism does not follow this pattern. Its method is to oppose the status quo with its own agenda for bringing order to the world. 
Contrary to this method is the way of Lao Tzu, which follows the reality of the natural world. Zitran is exactly the way nature is, and human beings are that as well. When we have retreated from external compulsion, we grow spontaneously as nature does, and in turn we affect the whole. We are slowly growing out of civilization in its current state, even though the majority of people are not conscious of this change. The paradox here is that if we continue to fight our current system, no natural change can happen, as we still do not trust in the situation at hand. For organic life to grow out of the old and into the new, it has to accept the conditions it has been dealt and begin to resonate on a higher level in order to build upon the lower. Our current social and cultural systems have served their purpose. Nevertheless, they are no longer needed as our lessons have been learned. Problems. It's interesting too because I think about it. Um, you know, our systems, uh, we get stuck in them for very long and we think they're the only answer and they're just the way it is. But one thing, because again, I, like myself, I don't believe in wrong or right. I believe in balance and imbalance. And because we can't define what's wrong or right. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's continually changing. And that is explained in how we look at our morality. So our morality has evolved and changed far faster than any of our religions. You know, we used to, like, right in the, you know, we stopped uh, slavery and we gave women the right to vote and, you know, beating our children and our wives and all these things that are encouraged in books of scripture. But that we changed as a society, as, as humans. You know, we recognize, we know that these things are wrong. We know what's balanced and imbalanced. But religions take forever. <laughs> to change and recognize when morality has shifted and changed because they're not moral. Our morality doesn't come from faith. It doesn't come from religions. It doesn't come from gods. It comes from the Tao. And, you know, we, we know, we know what feels right and what feels wrong, what is balanced or imbalanced. And, but whereas religion wants to control, you know, what is wrong and what is right to again, tell, show us that we need them. Right. You know, but we don't need any of that. We just need to trust in ourselves and in the Tao and that right. practice. And then we can let go of this continual judgment of others and ourselves and how the world should be and allow it to eventually become what it is and should be. And that's a long road ahead. Yeah. But the more we can try to live that in our moment now and, and kind of disconnect from that control and that the game and the dream, then the more peace we'll feel because then we'll feel more connected well, to the it's Tao. Funny how the infrastructure that, you know, writes the rules and currently controls the game per se. Um, it's funny how they allow the morality bits that don't threaten the institution. Mm hmm. Like they realize that, you know, beating children, wives and all those other things that you mentioned, those are, well, slavery is a whole other matter. But more recently, like, you know, some of the stuff that that happened quite frequently in homes, um, you know, they they realized that that was causing issues at work and it was, you know, probably affecting people's employment and how that was, you know, affecting bottom line and affecting people's attendance. And there's probably lots of little nuances to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it affected a little bit there. So they were probably like, you know what, we need to change that a little bit, but anything that's truly going to affect change with anything like that, that bit of morality, we're going to be kicking, yeah. kicking holes in the, yeah. in the darkness for, Sometime to yeah. come. I hope not too long, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, let's finish this up. It's in the growth of our species when we believe that the past was a mistake. This again reveals a hypnotic sense of not belonging. Real trust acknowledges that everything we have gone through, both individually and collectively, is exactly how it was supposed to be. No matter how much senseless bloodshed has occurred on this planet, 
It has gotten us to where we are now and could have been no other way, because where we are now is exactly where we need to be. Life is always fundamentally right, but we have to get out of the concepts of good and bad to realize this. We have to have an inclusive view of reality rather than the exclusive view we are accustomed to. Zutron can only come to fruition when we trust that everything the universe has produced is fundamentally right and could be no other way. The systems of government, politics, banking, religion and commerce are unnatural, but they have gotten us to a certain point, and we have learned many lessons from them. It is just that they are no longer needed. The true government of the real world will grow out of the sickness of the old to heal the world from its hypnosis. If we cannot trust the world and the people in it, we stand no chance for survival, because a species at war with itself is doomed. You, the individual, can begin the process, but it really depends on how sincere your trust is. People often say that they trust the universe, but then they consistently condemn life according to their conditioned perspectives. If we are to assimilate Uwe, we need to be radical enough to let life go its own way. This will allow us to be seeds of growth, which will change the world without our intention to do so. I like that because really the, it all stands on this idea of trusting the Tao, trusting ourselves, trusting each other. And that's the only way we find peace because, you know, so if the other side of this distrust now just think of all the other emotions that come out of distrust. How we treat others, how we look at others, how we think of you know, the government or and all these things that we do if we're in a state of distrust. Mm -hmm. But if we're in a state of trust, trusting the universe, trusting the Tao, trusting ourselves, trusting each other, that you know, nothing's necessarily bad. It was all meant to happen. It's all just part of it, and we just ride with it you know instead of trying to swim against the current as hard as you can you know you turn around and you relax and you let the current take you and you know the Tao's often been referred to as a river you know this thing that you know stop trying to fight against it just relax and let it carry you mm -hmm. and that's wonderful yeah and that peace that comes from really connecting to that and trusting the Tao, you know it inoculates us from a lot of the symptoms that our society is causing right now. You know, fear and anxiety and uh, depression and all of these things. These are all symptoms of a sick society. Mm -hmm. And I treat more and more just the symptoms of our society every day. You know, stuff that has happened because of the way we live and what we've done to the world like infertility now is insane like young men that i'm seeing in the clinic the research shows that their fertility is less than a quarter of what their grandfather's was wow and women their fertility and their chances of getting pregnant are like half of what it was and so we are dealing with you know whether this is the Tao or the world or whatever or just the the action our own actions we are creating our end not just from a stand of the environment but from our own fertility like we are putting ourselves in a position where we're going to solve our own problems just because there won't be enough people around in a hundred years like <laughs> we're just not going to have enough kids and that'll solve a lot of the problems Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but we are doing this to ourselves and it's showing up on multiple levels you know not just what we're doing to the planet not just what we're doing to ourselves mentally but we're doing to you know the survival of our species and until we wake up to how you know and and we all know what's going on is wrong but we continue to buy in and feed the, the, the machine. And when we can disconnect and say, no, I don't, you know, like just think if every woman on the planet tomorrow decided they're not wearing makeup anymore, you know, yeah. what would that do to the economy? Right. You know, like it would bankrupt 
yeah. you know, a huge majority of the system. Like, and there's so many things like that that we just continue to do and buy into because, you know, it's the expectation of the system that we don't need, but we do all of this because we feel that's natural. Everyone's doing this because that's just how everyone does. But no, the system's unnatural. It's making us act unnatural. And we needed to completely free ourselves from it to finally find that peace. And it seems so simplistic, but it's hard when everything we've designed in this society is basically addictive. You know, keep us addicted to the system, keep us connected, keep us plugged in so they can continue to make profit. And again, I don't think it's necessarily they're evil people. It's just you get caught up in the system. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And you just follow the plan of success and you think you're living a successful, happy life. But even those with all that money, they still struggle. They still have their challenges. For sure. And it's not solving them. You know, we have more than enough abundance to provide that balance and needs of everyone. But we're living in an imbalanced system that goes the exact opposite of that. I don't know. Well, I found it really interesting when I watched this series about um, called Zeitgeist. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the end there, I'm going to say utopian for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, but uh, definitely a better life than what we lead today as far as how we would use energy, how we'd use our resources, how we would, you know, school our children, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that would, you know, a lot of those concepts are, are, you know, again, they're, they're a ways away right now. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I firmly believe if we don't change position of this ship and start steering it to different water here, um, it's, this planet's just going to put us where, yeah. where it wants to. Yeah. 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 It'll find the you balance know, and, eventually. That's yeah. how the Tao works. Right. Yeah. And it'll just crush yeah. us. And yeah. like, the reference to parasites mm-hmm. who wants a parasite you know a wood tick or a leech on them you usually kill those yeah. insects when you find them on you or your animals or anything like that right yeah. so yeah. that's what the earth is going to do in our you know if we don't well maybe we'll burn the institution to the ground eventually in, in a natural Tao way yeah. and then maybe we will come together as, as a true yeah. human natural community yeah you know and i i think you know, just practicing these concepts, living these concepts will not only bring us peace, you know, within ourselves, but as it, as others see that life, others see those, uh, uh, you know, that peace within us, it's not about, um, you know, getting everyone to convert to this idea. It's trusting that it's going to happen anyway. Like that's the whole concept of the Tao. Like, we're so far to this imbalance that nature will bring us back. Yep. And we just got to, it's just, just depending on how we want that journey to go. Do we want it to be really rough? Or are we going to work with nature to, mm-hmm. to find that balance again? Because it's coming. Yep. I don't know how. I'm not going to predict anything. I'm not a prophet. But that's just how it always works. And whether that's, uh, you know, uh, of our own volition and mistakes or by our own choices to live with imbalance that eventually we'll get there in a much gentler way than we're currently going. Well, you know, it's funny how the universe works that way, right? Yeah. It can work even in, you know, your day to day living the, the air quotes dream yeah. that we all live. And, you know, I, I even reflect on one of my experiences just, you know, about a year and a half ago when my employer basically said, Hey, we have a different role for you. This is your new job. Well, I didn't sign up for that and yeah. ask for it and apply <laughs> for it. it uh, you know, my, my feelings on it at first were quite strong. I'll, I'll admit it. You know, I had some, I had to come into balance with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, even though that was a storm for me at that time in my life, um, now where I'm at with that storm is I have a much better life balance. I'm able to practice a lot more wellness on a regular basis because the role is that much different where I'm not on back and call 24 seven anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so nice. at the end of the day, even though I kind of kicked and screamed and fought it and, you know, did a two year old tantrum at first inside yeah. myself when it happened, 
I, I came out feeling better than ever. Yeah. So, you know, let the Tao just happen because mm-hmm. the Tao is doing what it's naturally going to do to bring you into balance as well. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for sharing that. All right, I guess that was the end of the video anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, so we will uh, include all this information in the email. I think it would be best, I'm going to write in the email, that you watch the video first. Yes. And then listen to the podcast. Um, I think that, you know, that initial, just watch it through on your own, and then... That's and then take those fifteen minutes. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's and then long. come listen to this, and then you'll, uh, you know, you'll have your own questions and ideas and things, and then hear what we have to say. And then please write them down as you're listening to this. Any any comments on anything we said or you know uh, concerns? And then when we meet up next, let's share those in our group and awesome how we think we can kind of you know reconnect with nature and apply to the Tao in, in our own lives and you know how, how we see that working. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. It's All perfect. right. Any uh, last words, sir? No, I'm looking forward to it. I thought uh, tonight was a great chat and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all the guys um, in October. Yeah. I'm really interested in hear what y'all have to say. Yeah, me too. About this because it's, you know, we've been taught to distrust the concept of utopias. And I don't think we're going to see it in our life anyway, but I do think we can find that that peace or utopia within ourselves Yeah, I through agree. continually trying to connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be interesting for sure because yeah. for some this might be a little woo-woo. Yeah, it's it's big stuff. It, it is big stuff, but, uh, but you know, um, you can read these references everywhere and I, I firmly believe it is, is the Tao or... You know, and I'm probably going to get all my terminology mixed up. So my Chinese medicine friend here will help me through. (laughs) But uh, that power of life, that power of the universe, God, spirit, the light, Mm -hmm. whatever you believe in or or whatever, that power that you feel when you feel it, that is in you all the time. And you can unlock that and access it. It's just getting past the programming bit. Mm-hmm. and you know talking about this stuff is the first step to planting those seeds to thinking about a different way to yeah. seek that contentment that happiness and that balance within yourselves yeah. let's leave it that that was lovely thank you sir thank you, thank you gentlemen you. and uh, we'll see you next month thank you for joining us on the shaman tribe bye-bye